Okay. Here we go. Good morning, gentlemen. We're on Yud Aleph Amid Aleph, 11a at the top. Um, and so, the uh, when you're getting ready to serve somebody a cup, it means you mix it. And I guess you can't put it back either. Like, once you mix it, especially, I think it was hot water and spices, and, you know, it had to be fresh. And so, you're mixing uh, the cup for somebody and you've gone to the trouble of, of, of opening the barrel and pouring the wine, the concentrate, and you put the hot water. In ancient time, you would have had to have cooked that water and draw it from the well or whatever. And you get that whole drink ready and uh, the person doesn't want the drink. It's very difficult to refuse something when the people went to a lot of effort to bring it to you. That's, you always know that when you really don't want to eat dessert, but they, you know, they talked about it, they brought it out, and they bragged about it, and so how are you going to say no, right? You got to... Um, so, Moskolo is the coast. This is a person who does not want this drink. And they went and they mixed it. They mixed that drink. So, there's one... Uh, vows are good in one way, to get people not to bug you. Because they know once you made a vow, that's it. You're, you're not going to drink it. So this uh, lady is mixed. They gave her a cup, so she says no. She said, "Sorry, guys, I'm a nuzer. I ain't drinking this. I'm not. I take a vow that I'm not going to drink this." She does it right then and there. She does it right then and there. So the problem is, she said the magic words. She said nazira. So I'm going to be. So does she turn into a nuzer now, or does she just not drink the cup? After she, she says this, after she's been offered the wine. Right, right, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, no, they actually mixed it for her, and then they bring it. You know, they went to all this trouble. They start, and so they're they're pushing her to drink it, and she says, "Sorry, guys, I'm another." Uh, so, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that viewed just as a quote unquote polite way of saying I don't want any more wine? You're bugging me. You're bugging me. So we'll just say, you know, like, I'm another. Um, so that's going to be the question, right? In other words, does she just refusing the wine, uh, or is she going further than that? The, um, and the problem is her choice of words. It, we've had, we somewhat had this question before, that if you say, I'm a nuzzer, even though your purpose is just to whatever your purpose is, but you said those words, so does that bring... But, 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 but the way she said it was, harani nuzzer mi menu. Right, so right, question, right. Do you put a period after Nazir or do you put yeah. a period after Mimenu? Right. Because she's saying, I'm becoming a, naz- a Nazira from this. She's not saying, I'm going to become a Nazira right. because I'm taking on Naziras. So part of the question is, good, good point, Richard. Part of the question is, uh, can you be a Nazir in one area? In other words, she's just being a Nazir from one cup. <laughs> if she's just being a Nazir from one cup... Uh, is, does that make her a nuzzer from the next cup? Or what about if she's saying, I'm a nuzzer from all wine? Does that make her a nuzzer from Tumah? Does that mean she can't take a haircut? So can she be a partial nuzzer? That's really the, going to be part of the question. So, and, uh, so the first opinion says, And there was a story with a certain woman, she was a shikver, the same word, she was drunk. And they mixed her a cup, and she said, Hareini nazir in menu. Um, and she said, I, I'm a nazir from this cup, no way. So, She just meant to be that she was forbidding it to her. She didn't take on the naziros. Um, let's take a look at the tosus. 
Harei nazar mimenu pirish. Nazar menekos. Harei ze nazar pirish kol din nazira solav. She becomes a complete nazar. And that's, that was your question, Richard. Why does she get the whole shebang? So then we said, No, not the whole thing. Just that cup. So um, what I found interesting, um, let's do the next, um, the next tosos as well. The im shikarhu, if she's shikar and she says kakorban pirish, the tosos brings this, and uh, they, there's funny sense of humor. Shederik b'nei adam lahafster b'shikar. It's the style of people to push a shikar sheyishja to drink more. I've experienced this on Purim, by the way, that. Um, when you're on a roll and you're drinking a lot, somebody else inevitably will hand you some more or pour, fill up your cup. I, d- I don't know who that is and why that is, and I'm not angry at that person. It's, it doesn't, you know, that's part of pouring, but it's just interesting that that had. In other words, you're at the beginning of the meal and you're acting totally fine. Nobody's going to fill up your cup and nobody's going to pour it. But if you had a little too much and you're tipsy, someone else is going to say, here, <laughs> you know, I, I see this is what you really want. And uh, that, that's, that's what Tosas is saying. Shederik b'nei adam lahafsir b'shikr. People like to push the shikr, she to have more of ata enarota lishtas. She's a smart lady. She knows she hit her limits. She doesn't want any more. She's going to be sorry. So she says, Nazarhu, let's get, get out of here. I'm a Nazar. Sheimlo yomer Nazar. If she's not, a, doesn't tell them that, who yore, she's afraid she yavalo kosacher, that they'll bring her another cup. Lakachom or Nazar. So therefore you say, get out of here, I'm a Nazar. If you're not drunk, nobody's going to beg you to drink. Then if, then if you weren't drunk and you said it, um, so then you, would, uh, then, then you really mean it. So the Gemara seems to say, like, when a person's drinking, they keep on offering him more, and the only way he can keep them from not is by saying, I'm a Nazar. Whereas if a person's not drunk, maybe they really do want to be a nuzzer. So it's just interesting. I can't, can't really speak to that. I don't, don't know if, the, uh, if there is, uh, you know, where that comes from. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Maisa Lister. It's as if, uh, if they say, no, I don't want it, they won't listen to her. But if she says, it brings in the naziris. Correct, right. Well, that's the old candy thing in the, in the grocery store. You know, when the kids, they say, I want candy, they grab it, they put it at the eye level of the kids that are in the, uh, uh, in the carts, exactly, so they can reach it and you can't say no. And it's a whole philosophy about that, right? So, because they know that you can't tell the kid no. You know, you're trying to get your groceries and the kid is sitting there with nothing to do and he's going to grab the candy and, you know, to get him quiet, you just got to pay for it. And, you know, so, but if you tell the kid it's not kosher, he knows that there's no negotiating. If you tell him he can't have it, it's, uh, he, he's, he's going to say, what do you mean I can't have it? He's going to start crying until he gets it. That's the, uh, the kids pick up on that. They know that... The maid used to tell her daughter it wasn't I see. Okay, so they knew that trick worked very good. Okay. So the problem with the story that the Mishnah brings we seem to say that the original halacha of the Mishnah was that the, that the person is taking on the whole shebang, not just from this one cup, not just the wine, the haircut, and the korbanos, the whole thing. And then we bring a story that's only that cup of wine. So, my solicitor, 
the story that the Mishnah brings contradicts the basic concept of the, of the Mishnah. The Mishnah seemed to be that she's a full Nazar, and the story seems to be only that there's a, a, it's only that one cup. So, um, so how does the story fit into the first part of the Mishnah? How does it read well? Um, this is consistent that we're, we're finding trouble with the Mishnayas of Naziris, that we're finding that, they, um, that you have to know how to interpret them. You know, that's, uh, um, it could be, we said that certain Mishnayas and certain Gemaras that weren't learned regularly uh, since they've fallen out of disuse. I mean, it's been 2,000 years since somebody's been a Nazar, or maybe a little less, but it's been a long time since we've had any real Nazars. Uh, uh, so, uh, therefore, they just weren't learned, and they weren't, uh, they weren't as careful in the editing and the typesetting, and uh, and so there are little, little more difficulties in the Dorim and in Nazar than there were the um, some of the other Mishnayas. So, Maisalis, the Amr's Reishar is Nazar. First, you said that the person who says... Uh, I'm not going to drink this. I'm a Nazar. We said they get the whole shebang. And then we said only that cup. But at the, any other wine, another time, she didn't take on the whole Nazir. She just said, don't give me that cup. So which one is true? So Gemara said, again, the same answer we've had is, uh, yesterday a few times. Surah Mexera. You're right. There's something missing to this story. Let's get the rest of the story. Surya Mexera, there's something missing here. And this is how to read it so that everything makes sense. Moskalosakos. First case is they mix the cup for her, Omar, and she says, Nazar Mimenu. So uh, then uh, we say, You said you took on Naziris. Now, by the way, Naziris is the ultimate Alcoholics Anonymous. That we know that. Uh, that the only way the person who really has a problem to avoid it and not have trouble is to say, I'm not drinking anymore. So this Nazira says, that's it. I'm, I'm, and people kept it. If you meant, if you took on a Nazira, that was just, you, you, nobody would challenge, I'm not going to break my Naziris. That's Not only that, you got to start all over again. you got to bring an offering. It's very expensive to break your Nazira. So she said, she's a Nazir. But this is the new words that we add in. V'im shikarhu. But if, the interesting question is usually if the person is really shikr, would, you, would, you, uh, would their vows be binding anyways? So I, I'm wondering if it doesn't mean so shikr, just a little bit shikr. Because if she was totally, there's drunk, there's what they call stone drunk. I don't know exactly what, you know, the, the alcohol limit or the, you can call somebody a shikr even after a little bit of drinking, but they're not really, um, that's not the real, you know, the, I, I don't believe the vows would be binding if the person was really totally, you know, a real shikar. But I think it means a temporary... I didn't see this. I'm just wondering that out loud. Um, often I wonder out loud in the middle, you're welcome to challenge me or add your, you know, what you think. But v'im shikarhu, if, if the person is shikar, just, but, but still uh, with it enough to make a vow, then they're not a nazar. My time, I command to Omar korbinu. They just mean to forbid this one cup. The key tema lema So why don't they say? Why don't they just say? I don't want to drink this cup. No, thank you. So sabra maisileyachrina umitzuli. You know what? People they like to pick on the poor drunkard. They're going to bring me another cup, and it's going to and it's going to be pain. It's going to be painful. If not now, later. So emelu aimilsa de psikuluhu, and so let's um, let's say that as a clear halacha. Maisenami biishachas, and then we bring the story. So. Um, again, a, a, a regular person who's not drink, who's of, uh, 
who wants to stop drinking wine says they're going to be a nazar, they're a nazar. If this person who's already on a roll and is a shikr, and uh, the, uh, so she could be there, she just doesn't want to uh, do it this one time. She doesn't want to take on the whole future. Uh, okay. Um, I have a little question. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, why is it even a Corbin for the one time if she's uh, maybe shaker? It doesn't mean it's a Corbin. It means it's forbidden like a Corbin. It means uh-huh. that it's just like she would never eat a Corbin. It belongs uh-huh. to Hashem. She's basically saying, I'm not going to drink this no matter what. So, but, but, she's putting, but she's putting a netter on it. Right. Well, how can she... Okay. How, can she put in, how can she put in a netter? If a, if a person is shikr, can they put on a netter? So that's what I was saying earlier. I, I think yeah. she's shikr, but, but she's not so out of it that she can't put on a netter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, do they make them walk the line? Like, how do you tell if they're shikr enough to make a netter? Like, what's the... Uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the test would be. Okay. But that, that way, with, with not too much... Um, we did have to change, we had to add a word or two, but it wasn't, wasn't terrible. In other words, you just add the words, Im shikr. If, if they're drunk and they do this, then it's different. But if they're not drunk, then we assume that they're taking on the zeros. Those were the words that were used. New Mishnah. Person says, I think it's cool to be a nazar. I like the hairdo. You know, everybody says, wow, you're a nazar. But I want to be a nazar. But I want to drink wine, and I want to be able to be a time of the mason, reform rabbi. You know, I want to have my cake and eat it too. You know, I want to be Jewish but not keep the Torah. Be religious. You know, I want to I want to be able to do ignore all the rules. So hareza nazar v'asubikulim. No, you can't play with the Torah. The Torah says if nazar is this definition. So the chiddush is that you might have said she said she wanted to be the nazar that was allowed to drink the wine. So there is no such nuzzer, so maybe she's not a nuzzer, but we don't say it that way. She said, I'm accepting the zeros. And then she said, but I want to break the rules. Well, guess what? You can't break the rules. But she is a nuzzer. So, hareza uh, a nuzzer Next, next case. Yodea initiation is zeros. What about if she said, I knew that there was this concept of taking the vow. But I never knew that it included wine. I knew about the hairdo. You know, every, but I think if you survey uh, people, some people think a nazar is just a good person that lets their hair grow long. They don't know the other part. So, hareza asr. So, it's asr or shimon matar. Here already we have a debate whether uh, she didn't really know what the, the naziris were. Yodea nisha asr b'yayin. But, new case. Uh, well, let's say she knew that nazars aren't supposed to drink wine. Abusavra yisha yachamin matar li. I thought I would get a heter. Also, again, everybody thinks I'm different. <laughs> For me, this, the rules apply to everybody else, but they don't apply to me. Why? Because I can't live without wine. And, and by the way, the more doesn't challenge this, that some people can't live without wine. I wonder if it was the only, like I said, they get dehydrated, it was the only beverage they could drink, or uh, I don't know why this particular person can't live without wine and other people could. Oh, um, or well, the other thing is about making themselves impure. He's, the person says, "Ani kovres, I'm a grave digger, so I won't be able to make a living if I can't make myself impure." How is that? Then it's permitted. So this case is an argument. So we have a whole bunch of new cases to uh, slowly take apart. Okay, let's see. Rabbi, 
Does permitted mean it's not a, a nazir at all? Correct. Or, uh, or he's a sort of a, uh, a Nazir that has an exception, you know. Let's do the Rashi on that. Um, on the right side. Since the person only accepted half of what a Nazir is. He didn't know the wine part. Then uh, they're uh, totally permitted. You got to take on the whole thing. Um, so, in other words, the Rav Shimon's view is that if you didn't realize, you didn't understand the Nazar to be the wine, the hair, and the tumma, then you don't become the Nazar. That's Rav Shimon's view. So, uh, that, that understand, even that cup of wine is mutter. Yeah, correct. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Um, so, this, we're having this debate about this vow, Valiflagnami Rav Shimon Beresha. Well, why didn't Rishimin argue in all these cases? So, Omer, Rav Yeshua ben Lakish, Cholokai Rishimin Afarisha. You're right, he could have argued there. Uh, we just didn't bring him, but he, uh, in other words, the, there's three cases, and he only seems to argue in the middle case. No, he even argues in the first case. In the first case, in fact, just the way we explained it was that Rishimin said that you, you, he's only a Nazar if he accepts on himself all the rules. So clearly, in the first case, he wasn't accepting the rules. Even though he said, I want to be a Nazar, you know, it's cool to be a Nazar, but I don't want to accept the rules. Uh, but Rishimin would argue in that case. So the only difficulty is, it, it would have been nice if he would have told us he argued in that case. Uh, why didn't he? We don't know. But according to this chat, he does argue, and his logic would have argued in that case. His, certainly, if he accepts one thing and he doesn't accept the others, he's not a Nazar. If he doesn't accept any of them, then of course, he's not a Nazar. So this view is he does argue. We just didn't bring him there. Ravina says, and, but that's a difficulty with that pshat. In other words, we're saying he argues, but we just, it, he did, it didn't say that for whatever reason. Ravina says, Beresha Lopalud. He said, no. And actually, in the first case, Rav Shimon does agree that he's forbidden in the wine. Rav Shimon, my time. What's Rav Shimon's reason? The reason is this person um, made a condition on what was written in the Torah. Anytime you make a rule that goes against the Torah, we ignore the rule. Um, and so... That's, that's the reason in, in the other cases that um, even, though, um, uh, even though you made a condition, it doesn't work. Yeshua ben Levi, Omerlach, he says, Hi, Aminas. Um, now, you can't say that I'll be a Nazar and these rules don't apply. The, 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 uh, if you said it that way, you can't argue that the, the rules do apply. There is no, uh, the Torah has, uh, you're making conditions against the Torah. Rav Shua ben Levi, though, he says, dami. He says that uh, the condition is, um, um, you, you can't say, I'll be a Nazar on the condition that a Nazar is allowed to drink wine, because a Nazar is not allowed to drink wine. But you could say, I uh, will do it besides that, I, without, without accepting that. If you said it in the right way, then... Uh, you're not saying that the Torah is not true. You're just saying, I'm not accepting that, or I'm not doing that. So, Tanya Kavasid Ravina, let's see who's right. I'll be a Nazar, but I won't follow the rules. 
So the first opinion says, Harei Nazar He says that you're a Nazar and you're forbidden. You're making conditions. Anytime you make conditions and you say that uh, uh, the Torah says this and it's not so, Tanai Batal. Okay. Um... Let's do the Rashi on that, uh, that part about the chutz, if you said it differently. Yeshua ben Levi Omerlach. It's about eight lines up from the bottom. Bereisha nami And really, Rav Shimon would argue even in the first case. And he would say that he's not uh, forbidden. The high ami ai, he said a condition. It, the answer is, you could look at it as, not that he's arguing on the Torah. He's kachutz dami. Uh, it's as if he's accepting the Naziris, but not that part. Even the Kibble of Naziris bemix us, since he's accepting part, lo havi masna Torah. That's not called making a condition against the Torah. I'm not saying the Torah doesn't say that. I'm saying that I'm doing this part of it. Uh, you can, ex- you can, ex- you can, you, uh, you're not obligated to be a Nazir, so you can say, I'll do this part. So we had a similar case where a person wants to get married, but no obligations. You know, a lot of singles these days like to do that. You know, they, they want to have all the fun, but they don't want to be any commitments. So, uh, that we say over there that they haven't accepted anything. That's not marriage. But over here, he is accepting something, and therefore... The condition works, but he's not a nazir. So this is a little different. Uh, it's almost like he's accepting certain things. It's not. In, it's not a nazir. He might have called it a nazir, but he's just accepting certain things. Okay, back to the gemara. Um, again, we're explaining the second opinion, not the main opinion. Main opinion was he said he's a nazir. He's a nazir. Um, so then now we're on case case number two. He didn't know what he was signing up for. So with vows, we sometimes care what you knew. Um, didn't we say earlier a very similar case where there was an argument? Um, the problem here is the opinion switched. The opinions in this case seem to switch from the first case. Now, how would they switch? Uh, and that's exa- is the exact same case where he's saying, I only meant, um, uh, I wanted to be a Nazar, but not on the wine. And so over, over there, Rav Shimon Asur, and here Rav Shimon is permitting. How did we switch? So the Gemara says, you're right, we got, we met, we got confused. We have, to, uh, uh, we have to change the language. That's answer number one. Now, we hate to do that. We hate to assume that we goofed. Uh, so, but that sometimes that's the, the, it's obvious that we switch the opinions, and so you have to just re-edit it so that they match. Eboy same, or if you want. And again, the Gemara would always rather not have to make a change. Maybe we learned it right, but what's the difference? Lo lam lo tefik, don't switch it around. What's the difference in these two cases? Hasam reisha ki gon the nozer michad. He said um, that uh, I'll be a nozer in one thing. The Rabbanan Rabbanan said you could be a a nazar in one thing. We had previously liked to be a nazar, a fig nazar, or a meat nazar. No, this person is a wine nazar. 
he's accepting Naziris for wine, just not the Naziris for the hair and the, and the dead or whatever. So according to one opinion, that works. According to Rushimid, in that case, it doesn't work. But Seifa, and in the, in the next case, how did the opinion switch? That he, in the Seifa, he didn't just say, I'm a partial Nazar. He said, I'm a total. But the Ishto Mechad, and he went to the rabbis and said, you know, I forgot that I work on the weekends in the cemetery. I didn't realize I'd have to lose my parnasa. So the rabbanan the rabbanan say that even a partial is still a nazar ki mishter mechad minau ishtari. They say once you remove part, the whole thing falls off. You can't remove part. And you say I work on the weekends in the cemetery, so the wine falls off also. You got to. Uh, it's a package deal. Ki mishter namimahu. If you removed one, adamishtemikula, you would still until you remove the others, you'd be forbidden of the others. Mishum hakitani, and that's why in this case, Rav Shimon also. So this, if you say this second case is a different scenario, then that would explain the different the way the opinions switch. And then a third answer, it could be that this is what's called nidre onsim, and this is uh, where a person makes a forced vow, and there, there's an argument, there are certain vows that the sages said are not binding. What are they? We had these before. These are vows that a person really doesn't mean to take on. Um, but even though we said that they're not binding, that means they're not binding if you go to court and have them removed. The Mishnah said they're okay, they're permitted, and you say you need to go to Basin, so the, then the Rabbana, they hold like Shmuel, and Rishimin holds like Rebasi. Okay, so with this, um, uh, with this, um, again, we could fit it into the, the, the different opinions, into, the, into the, how they differed in the different cases. You could map it out and... Uh, um, Rabbi Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like there's no maskon at the end of this Gemara. Uh, no, no. That's, that we're just trying to figure out the Mishnah. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember the case of the Nidre Onsim, the case where he was forced. But again, this was a Mishnah over in the Dorim where we had different, where, uh, where it was under pressure to take the vow. and. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, but no, we don't. With the more, it doesn't end off. What's the correct interpretation of the Mishnah? We're just and sometimes there's contradictions, and you got to find a way to resolve them because it means you really don't understand something. The problem here was we we had a few different ways to resolve it, and so we don't know which which of the few different ways was the uh, was the accepted way. Okay. New Mishnah, the final one for today. Okay. Hareini nazar Um Nazar. This time, a person, uh, where, there's no argument that he agreed to be a nazar, but um, a, he says he's going to cover the costs of another nazar. I'll be a nazar, velay legaleach nazar. I'll be a nazar, and I'll pay for the haircut of another nazar and the offerings. Um, how do we know it means that? Let's see the uh, Rashi. 
Omar Rainy Nozer, Vani Nozer Tiglato. It means that I'll, the day he gets it doesn't mean I'm going to take a haircut for him. That's the funny part of the words. It means when you take the haircut, that's when you get the bill. You know, that you take the haircut, you bring the offerings, so I'll be a Nazar. Um, the, uh, the fundraisers learned this Gemara, and uh, when people make a wedding and they're wealthy, they come to them and they say, well, wouldn't it be nice to pay for the wedding of a poor orphan at the same time? You know, as you make your wedding, the, uh, they, have a, they have a group that, you know, that, and, and there is that concept. In other words, when I, I do something, I want to cover for somebody else at the same time. My joy um, I, I'm celebrating my wedding. I can only fully celebrate if I know I can make somebody else have that same kind of... Uh, so I'm going to be a Nazar, and I'm going to help out some other poor Nazar. Right? That's, the, that's the idea here. So, uh, and uh, somebody else was there at the parlor meeting, and you promised to help out another poor Nazar. Now again, being a Nazar was an experience, was an amazing spiritual ecstasy. Like uh, we said... There's, a, uh, there's only, only the Kohen Gadol doesn't go to funerals. He's the, even to his close family members because he's so holy, he's like married to God. Like he's like, uh, you know, he's, at that moment he's above his family interests and he doesn't leave the base of Migdosh and he doesn't mourn. And another also becomes like the Kohen Gadol in that way. Very holy, very... But sometimes a person can't afford it. They can't afford to be uh, super-duper another. Um So... What do they do? So you had people that donated funds so that the poor people could afford to be a Nazar, so they could experience it. So a guy says, I'll be a Nazar, and I'll take care of another Nazar who can't afford it. And then your buddy's there at the parlor meeting where you said, I'm going to be a Nazar, and I'm going to cover some poor Nazar. And he says, wow, I'm so inspired. Me too. And I'll take on a Nazar. Now, later on, they tell you how much the current cost of animals were. And uh, they went up. The cost of the animals went up, and you can't afford it. So what do you do now that they both owe lots of money? So if they were smart, they'll, they'll pay for each other's karbanos. And then... Second guy was a uh, was a Nazir as well. Yeah, yeah. He said me too, but but he said me too also on I'll pay for a, a, a Nazir's offerings. I'm, I'm shocked they're not querying the me too being whether he would pay for a poor Nazir or whether he wanted to be. A oh, they will, they will, they will. Great, great, very good. That's more going to. He said two things. So which did maybe he only exactly very good. More going to talk about that. Then. But right now that but im love. Uh, but if they don't, then they're going to have to pay for the offerings of Meganazir Sacherim. Um, again, I'm assuming if the guy doesn't have enough money, so what is he going to do? Whatever he's going to take with. So that the mission is saying if there's, these people regret having uh, committed to paying for someone else's offerings, so they should find someone else who made the same vow and the two can take care of each other's. Uh, uh, they often say this like uh, in ancient times, people were so poor that they couldn't afford the Purim Suda. And they couldn't afford shaluch manas. So what they would do is each one would give the meal to the other. You know, like this way they gave the food to the poor. The other, I'll give my food to the poor to you and you give your food to the poor to me. And we did tzedakah. And so each one took care of the uh, a similar idea. Okay. So let's see the Gemara with exactly Michael's question. Your friend here is, wow, that's... Um, and again, that's, people like to be copycats. Um, 
we don't realize how much we're, we, we are that way. Like somebody else buys a new a certain car or certain clothing, and you, you see that, and the first reaction is, or a certain phone, you know, I'm going to do the same thing, you know, like they did it. So I'm going to like, we, we're copycats. Uh, I don't know why, you know, but that's the way it is. So you hear your friend, he says, me too. So, does he mean me too, I'll be a nuzzer and I'm going to pay for another nuzzer's offerings? Maybe only on part. It's always good if you preempt the Gemara. It means you're thinking good. <laughs> if you think, if you, it means like you're, you know, that, so is that what the, or maybe he just means on part. So, so we, again, we don't really know what, what he was thinking. Did he mean on whole or did he mean on part? How are we going to resolve that? But in Tim Saloma, if you want to say he only meant on, on part when he said me too, so which part? In Tim Saloma, on the first part, me too, I'll be a nazar. Oh, a seifa. Or on the second part, I'll pay for offerings. What's the me too? The guy said, I'll be a nazar and I'll pay for another nazar's offerings. And someone else says, me too. So is it me too? And assuming he didn't mean both, is it me too, I'll pay for someone else's offerings? Or me too, I'll be the nazar? Toshima, come in here. Let's see how to interpret the Mishnah correctly. Va'ani va'alai l'galeach. A person says in me, and I'll pay for a haircut. Nazar. And if they're smart, they'll find someone else and pay for each other. In there it says, and me, uh, this version has, has a few more words. And this version says, me too, and it'll be on me. See, the me too means I'll be another also. And then the second statement, a lie, means I'll cover someone else's bill. So, so you see that the word ani just is referring to half. But I agree that the ani means on half, but which one is it? But but then the second statement says, and, and I'll pay for it. You see that the ani means I'll be another also. So we actually resolve that. Uh, we, we're not sure if he means one or both, but we know if he means one that he's referring to the right. nazar part. How do I know that what you're saying is correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would have thought it would have been on the second statement because it was close to that those words. Right, right, like, right. This and this, and you say, me too, is generally the last thing the person said. Right, right, yeah. So I'm um, trying to figure out why we think that means it's the first part. So I think it, it, I, uh, you're 100%. That was part of the question. I think we took from the wording that was used over here that this particular wording shows us that they understood it differently. Uh, you're asking why it's that way, but the Gemara just brought from the wording, we see that it is that way. So then the question is why? It, it, we're not, based on logic, we're not answering. We're just showing that somebody said that, the, that these are two different terms. Maybe it's the, the wording of it that if you meant to take the expenses, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have said va'ani, you would have said a lie. It's on me. In other words, the word on me means I'll cover it, the expenses, whereas va'ani means I'll be the nuzzer too. So uh, that's, that's, the, uh, that's what it seemed to say. But we, we were kind of presented with that, and so uh, uh, once we saw that somebody actually said it that way, it was clear that they understood that the ani just refers to the first term. 
my, my question also is on uh, um, using Masechet Nedarim as a foundation where we learned all these different formulations that really didn't seem to make much sense, and we're trying to figure them out, what the person means. So being that, using that as a foundation, when you say Ani or you say Alai, you really don't know. Because we went through that Masechet and we figured out how all these different formulations and can have different connotations. Um, when people make commitments, it's true, especially with the Dorim, that the um, uh, their words, uh, different people use different words differently, and what do they mean? That um, the only thing I would say is that when a person uses the word Nazar, it's almost like hectish. It's almost like uh, it doesn't matter at some point what he was thinking. He used the magic words. So once he said Hareini Nazar, maybe then it's less about what he thinks and more about what he said. Uh, he took on Naziris. He, uh, Naziris at some point is more than a vow. It's more than a promise. He's putting himself in Nazarland. He's, he's changing. Most people don't have those mitzvahs. But when he said, I'm a Nazar, he put himself in a situation where he has different mitzvahs, 10 different mitzvahs than everybody else. And so it, it's more than just uh, words that were said. It becomes that he put himself in Nazar territory, um, something like that. But uh, now we're quoting another opinion, so we're all safe. Sometimes we think that when we don't like an opinion. We see there's someone else thinks differently, we're safe. They, meaning like it's not so clear. Omerle Rev Huna Rava. Rev Huna said, not so fast. He said, Mimai Dahaki. How do I know what you're saying is true? Let's say when he says me, he's referring to both. Ah, you brought me that other quote where he said, me too and on me. When he said the word a lie, maybe he just said behind Milsa. Maybe that's just a way of saying on this thing. Maybe this word a lie uh, just references this particular um, in this case, not in another case. That's what the word alai means. And I can prove it to you from the second part. It says, A guy says, I'll pay half. And someone else says, And I also, I'll pay half. Over there, there's not two things. We're saying that he said two things, and there are two statements, and, and me and on me. But in the second case, there's not two things. So we were assuming, your whole shot was that since you said two different terms, the first word went on the first half and the second word went on the second half. No, I'm not convinced. And from the other case where there's only one half, you see you use both terms uh, on the first half. And if that's true, then we go back to what Richard is saying. Maybe that knee could refer just to the second half. Again, we were bringing a proof from the fact where there's two words that the word ani just refers to the first half, and if you were referring to the second half, you would have said a lie. But we see from the Sefer that's not true. Elamai komer a lie. So the word a lie could just mean behind Milsa, just in this thing I'm covering the expanami, ki komer a lie behind Milsa. And if that's true, we haven't proven anything. Amale Rava, Haki Where is that Sefer? That's not the Sefer of our Mishnah. Uh, look, come on, it's coming up later on. Uh, Shabbos will have it. Uh, Yud Beis, Amid Beis. 
Okay, I didn't see the word Lakaman, so I just saw the Kanisefa. Oh, yeah. On the left side, um, I have it in my Gomorrah on the Masur Sashas, mine says. Listen, okay, uh, okay. Coming later on. Stay tuned. Okay. Omerle Rava, Haki Hashto. Rava says, I don't agree. He, Rava's answering himself up. Um, if you want to say that's the way to learn the first case, Srika, Sefa, Lo Srika, and in the second case, it's not needed. Tani Sefa, the Lo Srika, Mishum Reisha, the Srika. It could be that we just learned in a second case that's obvious. Sometimes we learn a second case just to be uniform. To, we could, and it, it could be the second case doesn't tell us anything we don't know already. El, Yamas Reisha, Lo Srika, but if you're going to tell me the first case is not needed, and the second case is not needed. Tani reish de los trika and tani sefer los trika. Would we learn two cases that are not needed? And so, therefore, there must be something that we're telling you over here, which is which part of the uh, of the vow he was referring to. So, we're tr- the, the second explanation was saying that the words are not uh, were just extra, and he's saying it can't be the words were just extra. It must have been said to teach us this, and so that's really become the debate. Uh, whether or not we can bring a proof from these extra... Uh, if you say that it's coming to teach us something, then that's why it said it that way. If you're saying those words are extra, then it's not teaching us anything, and it would be unusual to know what the teaching would be. So the, basically, both opinions are defending themselves, uh, whether or not we can prove what he meant when he said vani, if it refers to just the first half or the second. And for now, we're going to put that aside, and the Gemara is going to get on a side, uh, a side issue uh, beginning Omer uh, Yitzchak. So we will stop there. And, uh, okay, have a great Shabbos, everybody. Shabbos Yira. Have a great Shabbos, right? Okay.